0: Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October the 22nd, 2009. Newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website and you can see hundreds of audios for download, audios I've done over the years, and you can download them for free. You can also bookmark all the other sites I have up there. If you find uh, the next day when you try to download them off the com site, Sometimes there's so many folk going in at one time, it'll be slow on you. So bookmark other ones, and even use them alternately sometimes, even after the strike show, and you'll get through right away, hopefully. These are other sites. Some of them are very dependable. There's and uh, That's been very, very dependable. Sometimes it's held all the sites together when the main ones were pulled. There's cuttingthroughthematrix.net. CuttingThroughTheMatrix.us.ca There's Alan Watt CuttingThroughTheMatrix.ca and there's Alan Watt sentient, Sentinel.eu The last one is a European site has all the same audios for download but it has addition of a lot of transcripts of some of these talks I've given uh, and you can download them for print-up they're written in the various languages of Europe and remember too I'm always looking out for new translators so get in touch with me I don't bite your head off if you try to reword it to suit the culture and the people and understanding of your actual language tremendous problems sometimes exist getting from basic english which is a very basic language into a, a superior language in fact and uh, i don't bite people's heads off as long as they get the message across so that their own people can understand what i'm saying now remember too that no one backs me here the advertisements on the show are paid by the advertisers straight to RBN, the, the Republic Broadcasting uh, Corporation there, and they're the radio station that broadcasts this show. Uh, that pays for their airtime, it pays for their staff and their equipment, and upgrades and their bills and all the rest of it, stuff that we all face, even our, our own little homes, but much, much bigger, of course, to broadcast. So I need your help to keep going, and you can do it by uh, donating to me see how to do it on the website personal checks are good from the u.s. to canada and international postal money orders are good as well from the u.s. to canada they used to do the, the international postal money orders across the world they stopped it since 2001 but the u.s. ones still still are good for canada and you can also use outside the americas you can use MoneyGram or Western Union, or cash, street cash. Some people have sent uh, occasional bank or, or draft and they seem to accept that as well. But that's where I need your help to keep going because it costs me a lot of money. And believe me, this is full time here. Full time. Anyone who's working on computers knows how much even that takes, just keeping them upgraded and getting things to work and uh, restarting them over and over again from scratch. If you're using them all the time, it's it's all of your time pretty well this is the biggest con out as a computer it really really is but it's short lived for me once I'm finished I won't be using it anymore at all because it's not there for our benefit for those who get the discs burned by people with computers of the talks I give and pass to them at meetings and play, to play on your CD player you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt Site41 Box4 ESTAIR, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, 3E as in Elizabeth, 4N as in Nora, 1. P, 3E, 4N, 1. And I'll be back with tonight's talk after this break. Through the Matrix. Yesterday, I talked about psychological warfare and how the systems of controlling mass man. And they always look at mass man. Everyone else comes under categories underneath that main headline. But um, I read from the Parameters magazine, which is a U.S. Army War College quarterly, from the summer of 1997. Uh, And this uh, character who wrote this particular expose on the future of, really, he's talking about the new American century, as it's called, a a term that was applied uh, openly to the public uh, when Bush was in. But the group that he belonged to, or all advisors around him, all the top appointees, all belonged to that club. And it was established before he came along, of course. And it actually goes all the way back into the 70s. And people don't know that. But they're all issued of international affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations, an American branch of the same organization. And the intelligence services, which are all combined, by the way. All of them are combined. to The British um, OSS, British-American OSS during World War II that, that was created then was an amalgamation of the two services of the U.S. and the British Secret Service, but it was already run from the headquarters of the Royal Institute for International Affairs. That's where they set up their headquarters, because, you see, they were the global spies in the spy system for the planet at that time. But the Royal Institute for International Affairs and so on, if you read back in their writings over the years, you see what's coming. They publish what's coming, always. Um... It's a very expensive magazine, actually. Terrible. It's way too high-priced. And that, again, is to discourage folk from buying it. Some of the best books out there, even some of the best books by Bertrand Russell, because he had two faces, one for the public to get followers, to push for things they believed in, while they never knew they were getting used for other reasons, uh, and he had another face for his own class, a very elite class. Uh, Some of his his best books are about 500 to 1,000 pounds. And that's when they were not in demand or it wasn't heard about too much by the public. To exclude people, same thing with a nightclub, places in London where it is, it's 500 pounds to get in or more. That's to exclude the common riffraff, you see, as they call it. Well, it's the same technique that's used with um, managing the whole planet. There's whole many structures of layers of, of uh, information on how we all operate. It, they don't have to look upon us individually Uh, but it all worked out studies for hundreds and hundreds of years have been done and collected and dissected and then experiments applied on whole populations over and over again and they teach a lower level of this to um, the Army War College and intelligence services the, the thing is though they don't know they don't know all of the story and so they're very arrogant as every group tends to be that thinks they're professional they know it all and what he's giving you in that Parameters magazine that I read from is a sort of lower version of it, of the, the really high stuff. The really high stuff. Because most of us used, you see, to control all of us at home as well. And they will throw in words, because this was this going to be published and uh, the public would read it. They'll put in words uh, which is, are patriotic to make think that we are included. But if you read it carefully, you'll see you're not included. He's talking, when he says the U.S., And we, he's not talking about the people. He's talking about the establishment that already rules the United States. And we've always had establishments tied together that rule every country. They don't go into politics. They don't have to. They put their guys forwards. In Canada, there was a a company called Power Corp. It had nothing to do with energy supply. They, They trained leaders. I can't remember how many Prime Ministers, uh, the one family who owned this company, put forward, who became Prime Ministers of Canada. They, they run Canada, basically, to make sure it doesn't get out the wrong, into their wrong hands, which is anybody that's not in your little club. That's the reality of life. And as we go through the, the shock and awe since 2001, uh, a, a series, really, of shock and awes. I've used it over and over before that um, in different so-called recessions as they love to call depressions, Um, you're always downtrodden, and and they're working on the next phase. In fact, when we catch up to what's happening, they're already working on maybe the fifth phase uh, 80 to 100 years down the road. I'm not, not kidding. And this is the low level of it, but the guys here at the War College. So remember, this is 1997, and I'm going to read another part of it because it's very important to what they're doing in the Middle East. They actually mention in this article the countries they'd go after, and they mention Islamic countries, and how they'd crumble under the onslaught, not only of their physical war, but also uh, of their cultural war, their total cultural war. And here's what he says here, this this guy here. And remember, too, I had the link up last night, I'll put it up again tonight for you to go through. It's well worth reading through says here, Neri, he's talking from his own perspective, not from the American people's. Ours, remember what he means by ours. Ours is also the first culture that aims to include rather than exclude. The films most despised by the intellectual elite, meaning the ones that he works for, those that feature extreme violence and to the victors the spoils, sex, are our most popular cultural weapon, bought and bootlegged Nearly everywhere. American action films often in dreadful copies are available from the upper Amazon to Mandalay. They're even more popular uh, than our music because they're easier to understand. The action films of a Stallone or Schwarzenegger or Chuck Norris movie rely on visual narratives that do not require dialogue for a basic understanding. Have you ever watched those things? I mean, you could put grunts in there, you'd still know what was going on. The way this is they deal at the level of universal myth, universal myth that's very important to understand, because if you understand that, you'll know what drives you, or you'll know what's driving you, I should say. And you might catch on to the forces that understand that make you get driven. So the universal myth of pretext, celebrating the most fundamental impulses, basic impulses. Although we have yet to produce a film as violent and cruel as the Iliad, that's his little snobbish bit saying you probably haven't read the Iliad because you're not an intellectual. They feature a hero, a, obviously the hero, a villain, a woman, a woman to be defended or won, and violence and sex. Complain until doomsday itself. The enduring popularity abroad of the shop-worn Rambo series tells us far more about humanity than does a library full of scholarly analysis that's all that you see they do surveys all the time what's most popular that's for the masses you see the masses don't read scholarly analysis in fact now they can hardly uh, get, throw a sentence together because as I said earlier in the show English is a basic language it certainly is today it didn't used to be but like Orwell's 1984 every year the dictionary gets thinner and thinner when you cannot convey a thought come in pure detail and then it's in bits and pieces, it makes no sense it's incongruous, it doesn't fit together properly, but there's parts of the jigsaw puzzle missing and people just turn off people have no ability of concentration today for very long periods the young admits it When we speak of a global information revolution, the effect of now listen to this of video images is more immediate and, and intense than that of computers. Image trumps next or text in the math psyche. Image trumps text in the math psyche. and computers remain a, t- a textual outgrowth demanding high order skills. Computers demarcate the domain of the privilege. We use technology to expand our wealth, power, and opportunities. The rest get high on pop culture. So he's talking about the elite. We, we use technology to expand our wealth, power, and opportunities. The rest get high on pop culture. You see, one of the little secrets are taught when they get into psyops and feel very, very special. And that's, that's how easy it is to trick the guys is too. You, you know what you're up at the top now. You know it all. They, they know as much as they're, as they're meant to know use technology his own class you know he knows at that level at least he's not serving the people he's serving a system and a class a very small class the rest get high on pop culture if religion is the opium of the people video is their crack cocaine video is their crack cocaine it was so interesting too because at one of the much music awards recently some actor Uh, who I think is probably doing this part as a stunt to introduce a video game they don't just give the little devil a sign anymore he actually stopped and had all the audience join in a prayer to Satan no kidding eh? (laughs) that in itself is an image you see (sighs) stuck in your mind and also remember As you say, the effect of video images is more immediate and intense than that of computers. The image, especially if it's repetition. Remember 9-11? For weeks and weeks and weeks, every station, bang, bang, bang. It's like those cars they used to, when they're doing all the experiments to see if it, it worked on the public, they'd have race cars at the Grand Prix smashing themselves. They kept showing the same smashes over and over in slow motion and all the rest of it. Until you say, well, that's enough, isn't it? No, no, it wasn't enough. They were doing surveys to see how it affected you. And that's why they used that technique in 9-11 to make sure that everyone got the message implanted, embedded in your mind. Because they had it all planned, obviously, this whole war on terror. <laughs> as a front, of course, for the whole agenda. So the rest get high on pop culture. That's for the masses. If religion is the opium of the people, video is a crack cocaine. When we collide, they collide, they shock us with violence, but statistically, we win. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. for Cutting Through the Matrix... They treat the, you know, the baser-type reality that we've all been indoctrinated into. We're born into it, and they go into overdrive once we hit uh, school. Now it's kindergarten to indoctrinate you into a fake belief system and make you the society. So you grow up in a society that they've already planned you grow up in, you see, that serves them. That's always been the way. It serves those at the top. But in the meantime, we must go through this big um, world shake-up. That's planned, you see? It's a planned shake-up. This is ninety seven, as I say, and it's a military magazine. And what he's saying here isn't unique to me at all. Because I read much more of their stuff even long before that. And uh, they knew exactly what they were going to do with the world, uh, even during World War II. They published so much about World War II. In World War II, during it, they actually published what would happen to Germany towards the end, before they'd actually had D-Day, and how they'd split Berlin up and keep them apart for a whole generation. A whole generation. To eliminate any possibility of them uniting into the same kind of Germany, nationalistic. And how they'd indoctrinate a whole generation and everyone brought up, within about 50, 60 years or whatever, they indoctrinate them into a different reality, a different past, even. So everything's done in advance. And as the NSA, too, they even published a post-World War II map of the world with a new um, little country in it called Israel. And they didn't get their so-called recognition until 1948 by the UN. Everything's planned in advanced. Nothing's left to chance. Nothing is ever left to chance to those who rule the world and own the world and, and the resources and wealth. And they, own, they even own the, the lesser elites, the names that we're used to seeing in newspapers and, and high society magazines, that type of stuff. This article goes on to say here, As more and more human beings are overwhelmed by information, remember information is a technique of warfare get overwhelmed by it. Oh, it's not by chance. Or dispossessed by the effects of information-based technologies, there will be more violence. Information victims will often see no other resort. As work becomes more cerebral, that those who fail to find a place will respond by rejecting reason. So only, you know, that those who have got it, that the higher IQs in the Darwinian sense will make it the rest are just well. Your junk, your junk genes, according to these guys. We will see countries and continents divide between rich and poor in a reversal of 20th century economic trends. Well, they were writing about that, United Nations, because they were part of this whole big deal, uh, back in the 60s the division of rich and poor. Developing countries will not be able to depend on physical production industries because there will always be another country willing to work cheaper better remember that's what they mean at home as well. And they're actually telling us to compete with China. Oh, for the wages, they eh? Compete with China. The have-nots will... Now here's a good statement, long before Bush was given it by his script writer, who no doubt worked for the same side of steam. The have-nots will hate and, and strive to attack the haves. The have-nots will hate and strive to attack the haves. And we in the United States will continue to be perceived as the ultimate haves. States will struggle for advantage or revenge as their societies boil. Beyond traditional crime, terrorism will be the most common form of violence, but transnational criminality, civil strife, secessions, border conflicts, and conventional wars will continue to plague the world, albeit with the lesser conflicts statistically dominant. In defense of its interests, its citizens, its allies, or its clients, the United States, Clients eh? will be required to intervene in some of these contests. We will win militarily wherever we have the guts for it. There will be no peace. This is called constant conflict. Constant conflict. Look at Orwell's 84, 1984, and try and get the black and white version done in Britain with Richard Burton. Pretty well done. They got a lot crammed into a movie. You can't, it's hard to get a whole book crammed in a movie, but they got the very important parts in there. There will be no peace, constant war. That's how you hold on to power by keeping everybody running, running, running. At any given moment for the rest of our lifetimes, there will be multiple conflicts in mutating forms around the globe. Violent conflict will dominate the headlines, but cultural and economic struggles will be steadier and ultimately more decisive the de facto role of the U.S. armed forces will be to keep the world safe for our economy, well, they he do not mean you, remember that, and of, open to our cultural assault. Open to our cultural assault. Remember, early yesterday, I mentioned, too, that we talked about using American culture, the debased form that we given all of us across the world, uh, and, and making the whole world the same. It says, to those ends, we do a fair amount of killing. Cultural assault. Cultural assault. Very important to remember that. And I could go on and on and on with this article, but I will, um, put the link up for you to, on, on my site at the end of the show, for you to go through yourself. You see, it, it tells you how they would debauch the whole planet and all the Islamic countries and anyone else that stands in their way by the onslaught of culture. The degrading culture that can only destroy the bonding that kept the culture and people together as a survival mechanism. Destroy the culture. You own them. You rule them. Mazzini said it. He says we destroy the cultures in order to rule the people. This is a new technique. These guys knew it long before Bernays. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix just reading uh, little, little bits of an article, one particular article. There are many out there from the same kind of sources. And it's from a, a major, Ralph Peters, who at that time was assigned to the office of the Deputy Chief of Staff for Intelligence. And I've got an article after that that will follow up on that because you, you'll see it, how it follows right into the present conflict, how it's being used, and how they've conned the public again. Because part of their job, by the way, it, it, that Mr. Ralph Peters' job is, and was then, was to set up um, a system it appears to be a separate system of propaganda for pro-war to mobilize the public back home. So they use all these techniques on the public, their own public, first of all. if You can't control your own public's minds. You can't go off and control the minds of other peoples across the planet. But getting back to the, the article, just to read out a little bit of the last piece of it, it says, it says um, the next century will, century will indeed be American, remember it's a new American century, but we'll also be troubled. We'll find ourselves in constant conflict, much of it violent. The United States Army is going to add a lot of battle streamers to its flag, well, that's your propaganda stuff, John Wayne movies. But we will wage information warfare and we will fight with infantry and we'll always surprise those critics domestic and foreign who predict our decline. And this guy, as I say, Major Ralph Peterson is quite the quite the repertoire or the resume here, I should say. And a good repertoire, definitely. Um, he was part of the, the chief of staff for intelligence, deputy chief of staff for intelligence, where he's responsible for future warfare. Now, they're going to understand the public, especially because they always say for warfare, the first, uh, the first casualty is truth. You must propagandize your public for war. That's been going on forever. Uh, how do you build up the propaganda and lies and sell it to the public to get them to kind of back you? It says, prior to becoming a foreign area officer for Eurasia, he served exclusively at the tactical level, graduated U.S. Army Command and General Staff College, holds a master's degree in international relations. Over the past years, his professional and personal research travels have been taking taking major periods to Russia, Ukraine, Georgia, the city of Abkhazia, uh, Romania, Poland, Hungary, Czech Republic, Pakistan, Turkey. In other words, he's been a bit of a spy all over the place. So by bringing in the, the debased, the weaponized culture that, that hits at your basic, basic instincts and drives you, the Rambo movies of sex and violence and you always get the female at the end and a good looking one and all that kind of stuff, that's what the FE does, the weaponization of culture, music, television, where, where pre-pubescent teenage, uh, children are, are being driven into sex, that they're actually copying sexual acts before they know what it is. Or, or even feel any urges in themselves. That's a weaponization of culture. That's how you degrade it at the bottom. A degraded society are so easy to control because they haven't got a clue what's happening. They can't co- be cohesive together to stand up to anything because they've been debased. So your culture is your first line of, of protection. It's a survival mechanism, a collective survival mechanism. Why do you think that they kept talking about how the world would get more and more violence and crime would skyrocket and, and they were just adding armies of police across the Western world? Why, would, why do you think they were doing that? Because they planned everything. They weaponized the culture a long time ago. And as always, once the, the, the farmer breaks the leg of the cow, down it goes on its side. Then he kicks it because it can't get up. That's what you see in the paper. Oh my God! Look at these brutal people. Look how debased the they are. Getting drunk and blah blah blah. Look at all the violence in the streets. That's the effect that was planned when you weaponize culture. That's it. And how they go into and this article goes into Islam and how they d- destroy Islam, basically. By introducing the same weaponized culture. And you know the fallout, everyone knows the fallout from it. And in comes the whole UN system. You know, you'll get easy abortion. Don't worry, they'll they'll tell, give them all the propaganda. Don't worry with antibiotics for all these diseases you'll get through sexually transmitted diseases. They give them the music, the, the, the drugs, the booze. The booze as well. Yeah. Look at the mess that some Western countries are in because of the booze promotion. You can't turn on a TV with the ads for booze. And they're all owned by lords, all these big companies, just like the media barns. They'll go over and get knighted by the Queen. But what's new in that, Britain was the first country that we know of, along with the U.S. and the guys at and Bones. Uh, they all, all come, they all descended from the guys who helped the British and prospered, offered flooding in uh, China. Right in with what I'm saying, because this is from the 21st of October 2009, from Der Spiegel, and it says, "Good morning Baghdad," a play on "Good morning Vietnam." It's a "Good morning bad Baghdad," where all the troops are not. Nightclubs, corruption, and Iraq's new normality. Life is returning to the streets of Iraq. As And then they've got all the stuff to aim at the youth. Long live the youth of Ad- Adamiya, they say. He bells in the microphone. That's one of the Sunni di- districts of Baghdad that until two years ago was firmly in a stranglehold of the fake al-Qaeda. Oh, I did that last part myself. Long live the youth of Madinah al-Sadr. Reference to the eastern Shia uh, uh, slum that's been the scene of devastating suicide attacks. And then cheers erupt. Businessmen toss piles of 1,000 dinar and $1 bills into the air. Money is whirled about with the ceiling fan. It slowly falls to the floor like confetti. This is Iraq. A Turkman from Kirkuk yells over the din. This country will never become a theocracy. The euphoria escalates in a joyful pandemonium. Young men, Kurds, Arabs, Sunnis, Christians and Shiites jump up and dance in front of the stage. And then it goes on and on and on. about the nightclubs and what they're doing? And people have no idea of how that last article ties in to what everything's happening today. Weaponization of culture, the destruction of the family unit, as mandatory under the United Nations. Mandatory. And they're building super cities all across the Middle East. I think Obama put another, well, I don't know how, I lose track of cash once I uh, pass about six or ten or twelve zeros into building. Permanent bases. These are permanent bases because that's the new American century. It was decided back in the 70s for Iran to go off and fight the, the wars, to, to take the oils and so on and, and resources, and keep their power. They might as well make permanent bases across all of their targeted areas. And they have, they're building massive, massive, ultra-modern cities to, to hold the elite who will then move. Around. And they're actually moving in some places already. And it'll last for maybe 100 to 150 years as we go down the tubes paying for all of this, by the way. That's what's happening now. That's the intention of it all. That's the method of it. There's a a site out there that records the wealthiest and, and the oldest families in Europe and America. And their real estate... And the reason it's up now is because, you see, these old families that are intergenerational, very elite wealthy families with their big old estates are selling them. And guess where they're all moving? The old family homes are moving off to the Middle East and into the super cities built for these owned-to-be-special people in China. As the rest of us go down the morass, as we go into the debased hell that they have planned, and they will work out incrementally and give us the next bit and the next bit and the next bit until we're all dying off gradually, or speedily, depending on how they want it, up to the years 2050, because they plan in long terms. Many guys in intelligence agencies, and it's always been this way, will work their whole life on certain projects knowing that they started it, that they know just like the old building masons that built cathedrals their generation won't see the guys who take over and that will finish it it might take two or three generations always been that way nothing big happens by chance nothing big happens by chance and everyone knows in the intelligence communities that no one can pull off a terrorist attack in this day and age without it being known about because uh, you wouldn't believe. You think we are all being surveyed to the maximum. It's always been like that. In every possible group that you could possibly spring up anywhere in the world, nothing is by chance. If it's allowed to go ahead, it was planned. And often we know that the CIA, even and FBI, have supplied materials to make bombs to get things to happen. That came out of a court case with the first, with well, actually I think it, yeah, it was the first World Trade Center bombing that came out in the court case. They 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 created a group, for propaganda, of uh, Arabian guys. And one of them caught on that his handler was maybe setting them up. They all thought they were going to put a fake bomb in the World Trade Center. I came out in the court trials. Look up the records of the main newspapers at the time when trials were going on. And this guy got clever enough, so he had a little tape recorder, and he got his, his manager, his handler. Luckily enough, at that very time, where the handle was sent, he said to the handler, Well, we're not putting a real bomb in, are we? And the guy says, Oh, yes, you are. And, and he supplied the staff for it. Just as well, he had the tape recorder, and it was played in court. Think, think out there. Nothing can happen on such a scale without intelligence services knowing about it. You have to look in to see of the peoples who are warned not to go to work or certain areas on certain days. That was in the paper too. Nothing isn't on that kind of scale. Came back to this article here uh, from Der Spiegel. Uh, this goes on about how they're putting it in there, but they're putting it across the whole of Iraq. And 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 actually they've got to do the same with Iran. Because Iran, you see was on the list of the countries to be attacked back in the 90s that to get um Afghanistan the big plans for pipelines and all that in Latin, Af- Af- Afghanistan very strategic place that to get Iraq next and then they had to and I mean completely finish Iraq they'd already been fighting it with forget for already 10 years or so and then they had to um go for Iran next, demonise Iran and Syria as well. It's all part of it. Remember this. The last article I read was the title of it from the War College was um, "A Constant Conflict, Perpetual War." Using all techniques, it uses hard force, which is military, straightforward soldiers, bombing, and all the rest of it. And then they use soft force, which is non-governmental organizations. They use them in Europe during elections too. It provided them with uniforms, different colors, like the orange guys. That was called, uh, soft force. See? And they also use the cultural force. You know that all the military over there and the intelligence guys have, um, qualified, some of them are professors in anthropology and cultures and ethnologies. To look at all the, the weak points they haven't covered yet and see whether they have to push it more to destroy the existing cultures and Ameri- what they call Americanizing it. What they're putting isn't an American culture. American culture is destroyed as far as I'm concerned. There's only people who have residues of it within themselves. But, the, but that which is pushed upon the people was invented for them. And back in the 60s, there was a meeting with the Royal Institute of International Affairs with this American branch, the Council on Foreign Relations, and it was in the newspapers at the time, as to who, which country would uh, create the culture for the world using uh, the British version of Hollywood or the American. And, of course, they decided on the American, and in with it would be be, um, uh, promoted the, the music industry as well. Everything just appears. Either fashion appears, and your midriff bulge appears. The, 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 the drafting, all the girls out there with their fashions. Nothing, nothing is put. There. You see, you have a herd instinct, and you see what's what's in, what's shown by the ones you're supposed to look up to, or you, you idolise and fantasise about. Oh, they're up there on stage. So, that's what I want to dress like. Is that who you are? Is that who you are? But anyway, uh, weaponization of culture has been done. It's a perfect art. It's been ongoing for an awful long time. And it makes those at home who've already been debased. It completely segregates, divides, which is an essential part of warfare in this this methodology, to destroy intergenerational conversations, passing it on of knowledge, even seeing eye to eye on certain points. It completely destroyed it. They said they'd have to segregate generations. That's been successful. It was a long time ago. That was one of the cries of, I think it was Rubin, the communist guy in the U.S. during the 1970s, don't trust anybody over 30. That's what they were, chanting, chanting, chanting in music and in their rallies to the youngsters. Of course, it got even younger and younger. That's why, too, by the way, they don't like teachers anymore who are over that age. They want them young. So the children will identify with them and the new paradigms that they're indoctrinated with. Everything is run. Everything is run from a central command using incredibly accurate psychology, behavioral sciences. Quite a world to live in, and folk take it all for granted. And as they're, this guy's promoting this uh, wonderful world that they're bringing in for themselves. Uh, obviously, they're not part, they understand all that stuff they debase you with doesn't apply to them because they don't watch much music and uh, copy the fashions and belong to the herd, as they say. And they're just as equally uh, watching you as they are an Afghanistani over yonder. Perhaps more so. Perhaps more so until definitely they all pull out and don't need you anymore. And we are paying our last cents in taxes through labor, that's what it is. Money is in taxes tax only, labor taken from you. If they said to you, you've you got to work 40% uh, 40, 40, um, of this year for us for nothing, you'd object, but they just do it in taking away your labor through tax. And you don't think about it. Psychological trick, everything's a trick. Back with more of the art and chronology after this break. that little wail on the guitar you can carry on a bit longer there because that's, that's how you are, you, you feel like wailing once in a while and that's what I'm doing tonight I'm, I'm showing you some very basic stuff of how the world is always conned conology the art of conology, it's always been around generally it was a secret societies that just held it all to themselves as they prospered but it's a, a science, it's taught those who get into certain uh, military positions, and they're not taught at all because it's ones way above them with much, much better data, more precise data, and more extensive data archives. You might call them off the ages. And it's you they're spying on. You, they've got to know what you're doing. That's why they gave you the internet. They gave you it. Gave you huge to get hooked in. It. Lots of porn out there. That's all anybody knew there's lots of porn on the internet, and that got most of them in. And the next thing you know, they bring in their little rules and that. And then they tell you, oh, we're, we're monitoring this, monitoring And bingo, 9-11 comes along in 2001. right on cue to kick off the American century. And here we go. We're all being watched, monitored. Here's Britain. That's always the, the flagship for the rest to follow. It says, uh, October 21st, 2009, from Mail Online, state spying to cost £200 million each year to track your every online move. I mean, how in your face can it be? (laughs) And it says, um, social networking visits will be logged under the massive expansion of state spying. Massive expansion. Big Brother, social networking visits will be logged. Blah, blah, blah. An astonishing 380... Pounds a minute will be spent on surveillance in a massive expansion of the Big Brother state. The £200 million a year sum, where it was supposed to be bankrupt here, it shows you money is a complete farce, will give officials access to details of every internet click made by every citizen on top of the email and telephone records already available. (laughs) It is a 1,700% increase on the cost of the current surveillance regime. Now, yesterday I mentioned, or the day before, about a guy who's... Putting it forward, a guy who owns a, a so-called um, a spyware company, he's got uh, he's got uh, programs out there for sale, and he's he's gone into the ICANN, of course, with the rest of them to demand that we go cashless as well. Because see, this is why they gave you the internet; they get you hooked on the darn thing, and the whole idea is to make it indispensable. So they'll know every darn thing you're doing, in this time of austerity that we're going into now where they'll know every can of baked beans you buy and if it's in your house and if you got two cans of baked beans and they know you didn't buy the other they'll want to know where it came from and I'm not kidding you're going to see rationing i read that years ago on the air you're going to see rationing that's the plan so that's a 1700% increase on the cost of current surveillance regime then they go into the, the usual, uh, oh, dear, dear, tut, tut stuff that the opposition or whoever gave us last night. Liberal Democrat, home Office spokesman, Chris Hewn described this summer as eye-watering. No kidding. Eye-watering. Oh, oh. So, it just goes on and, on and on and on and on and on. And it's going to plan. Going to plan because, you see, they know what they have to do to all of us. Is to bring us through into the new world order, this new world order. You know where the survival, of the fittest have it all, and they gradually kill off all the ones that paid for them. We are the staging rockets to push them on into the brave new world future that you talk about. And guess what? The staging rockets' fuel is almost spent. So from Hamish, myself, in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.